whenever there's this cross hitting the planet of energies, there's chaos. And that's what we're in the middle of right now. The Universal Soul Love Show. The Universal Soul Love Show. Increase spiritual awareness. The Universal Soul. Universal Soul. The Universal Soul Love Show. Advanced personal growth and development. Explore the hidden mysteries of the universe. The divine feminine essence and the sacred masculine source. The Universal Soul Love Show. Promote the message of universal love. The Universal Soul Love Show. The Universal Soul Love Show. Hello, welcome to Universal Soul Love. I'm Detective David Love. I'm Dr. Lana Love, and welcome to Universal Soul Love Radio, the radio station that aims to raise the conscious vibration of the planet. So today our special guest is Dick Larson, spokesperson for Share International. Welcome to the show, Dick. Thank you. It's great to be here. Dick, I understand that you're a counselor with a background in education, business, and communication, and you have produced quite a lot of public access TV shows that air around the U.S., with a focus on spirituality and Maitreya, the world teacher. Yes, that's correct. I'm actually not uh, teaching or counseling anymore. I'm retired and I'm enjoying every minute of it. And it actually gives me more time to do interviews like the one we're doing. So it's really great. Fantastic. Well, we, we have a lot of questions to ask you about. I'm quite excited to, to hear that we actually have a being of incredibly high vibration consciousness who has, I believe already manifested in physical form? Yes, absolutely. Um, before we get too far into this, I just want to tell your listeners a couple things. Um, number one, please don't believe anything I say. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, that would be blind belief. And I can't recommend blind belief to anyone. I'm just here to give up my information. And if 10 or 20 or 30% of it makes sense to people, I'll be thrilled with that. But I'm not here to convince anybody or argue with anybody or get people to think like I think. That's not my job. Okay. I'm just going to give out my information. The other thing I ask is that they try to keep an open mind. And that's challenging because we all have our belief systems that we've built up over our lifetime. So I'm going to ask them to just try to crack the window a little bit because for sure they're going to hear stuff they have never heard before. Mm. And, and it's, it'll be strange. But I'm hoping that some of it will bring some hope to people and that some of it will make some sense to people. I, I think that's perfectly fine. I consider myself an open-minded skeptic and on Universal Soul Love, it's a platform for people to just share their information and it's just information and everybody needs to do their own research and check their facts with their own beliefs. And We're, we're certainly very much about bringing hope to people. And that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Take it from here, Dick. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what they should do is just run my information through their life's experience, mm. through their common sense, and then see if any of it makes sense. And, and not to just reject it offhand. I'm hoping mm. they can kind of let it sit in their lap like a brick for a little while. The other thing people always want to know, so I may as well get this out of the way right at the start, is where, what's the source for my information? And I want to let him know that the source for my information is something called the Ageless Wisdom teachings. The Ageless Wisdom is an ancient, ancient philosophy. It's not a religion. It's an ancient philosophy as old as mankind. And the teachings have come down over the eons to humanity, a piece at a time when humanity is at a stage where it can 
recognize it and, and it can be useful to us and that we can understand it. And so it's been revealed over the, over the ages. Now, the last two teachers of the ageless women, the ageless wisdom, are a woman named Alice A. Bailey, who wrote about 25 books in the 1930s and 40s. Some of them are quite difficult to read. I would suggest that they go with the latest teacher. The latest teacher is a man named Benjamin Krem, spelled C-R-E-M-E. -E. It looks like cream, but it's Krem. He lived in London. He passed away three years ago, two years ago at age 94, but I knew Benjamin very, very well. Spent a lot of time with him. We did a lot of meditating together. I attended a lot of his lectures, and um, I interviewed him three times on television. He used to come to New York, and then to Los Angeles, where I am, and then up to San Francisco, and give lectures, and then he would go over to Tokyo, Japan, and other cities in Japan, and then on to Europe. And he did that for about 40 years. And in the process, he wrote about 15 books, which are available on Amazon.com. I'm not here to sell books, but if your listeners are curious, they can go and check them out and see if any of them are interesting to them. I, I obviously think they're fascinating. Benjamin Krem was in touch with one of the Ascended Masters. They're called Ascended Masters. They're called the Masters of the Wisdom, the Custodians of the Ageless Wisdom. They're called the Spiritual Hierarchy, the Kingdom of Souls. And these are great beings who went through evolution ahead of us and learned all the lessons through thousands of lifetimes, learned all the lessons that planet Earth has to teach teach us. And once you learn all the lessons that planet Earth can teach, you graduate from planet Earth. You don't need to come back in a body anymore. And that's where the masters are at. And, and Benjamin Krem was in touch with one of them pretty much 24 hours a day. So that's where his information comes from. So my main source of information is Benjamin Krem and his master. Okay. I'll just add that it's interesting that you contacted us to do an interview because uh, many years ago, I, I remember looking up Benjamin Crumb and very interested in what I was reading in his books. And I remember reading about transmission meditation groups. Yes. And so, yeah, it was very exciting. And I, I didn't get much further than that. I also know Alice Bailey. Um, I study mysticism. So can appreciate and her stuff can be difficult to read like many of the mystics at yeah. the time. and and some of it isn't it depends on what you read mm -hmm. if anybody wants to read alice bailey i would suggest they start with ponder on this which mm -hmm. is a kind of compendium of her 20 books put in topic order three or four pages on each topic like the soul there'd be three or four pages on that and and different things but Benjamin Cram is much, much easier to read. He has a sense of humor, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> yep. and, and it was a very, Benjamin Cram did this for 40 years, traveled the world with no pay, and he made no spiritual claims for himself whatsoever. But he's, he's one of the most wise men and kindest people I've ever met. So we're talking about the world teacher now. Every 2,000 years, we get sent a great teacher, about 2,000 years, 2,250 years. Whenever we start a new age, we, we get a teacher who brings the teaching for that age. 2,000 years ago, we got a couple of them. We got Buddha. Buddha taught the wisdom of God. Then came Jesus, who taught the love of God. And now the next teacher is here, waiting for the right time to come forward to humanity. And he brings the teaching of God's will and the purpose behind that will. He says humanity is finally ready to start seriously doing God's will. And so he comes to help us with that and all kinds of other problems. Well, he's coming at the right time, that's for yes. sure. Yes, he is. Yeah. What happens is 
our solar system doesn't sit still in the cosmos. It moves in an elliptical orbit inside what we call inside the constellations that make up the zodiac. And as we rotate around, it takes about 36,000 years to make one rotation. And about every 2,500 years, we come closer to one of the constellations than any of the others. And so we receive the energies. These are huge bodies with tremendous energies. And our planet receives the energies from that constellation, which helps us evolve. And for the last 2,000 years, we have been in alignment with the great constellation Pisces. And Jesus was the teacher who came to inaugurate the age of Pisces. And when we're in alignment, we say we are in the age of whatever that constellation right. is. So we have been in the age of Pisces. You know, the symbol for Pisces is the fish. Mm -hmm. There's two yes. symbols. Yeah, there's two oh, symbols for Christianity. Who's going to become a fisherman? Fisherman, yes. Fisherman. I'll make you. I'll make you fishers of men. Yeah. He fed the crowd with fish. There's all these mm -hmm. fish analogies in the Christian Bible. Yeah. There's two symbols for Christianity. One is the cross. One is the fish. Mm -hmm. And most Christians can't tell you why the fish, but uh, it's because he was the teacher for the age of Pisces. Well, now we're moving out of the influence. 1625. We started moving out of the influence of Pisces and into the influence of the next constellation in 1675 called Aquarius. It goes backwards from the normal horoscopes. And so now we're receiving Piscean energies and Aquarian energies. Piscean energies are about individuality. Aquarian energies are about group work, working together. Okay. And so whenever there's this cross hitting the planet of energies, there's chaos. And that's what we're in the middle of right now. Yeah, I, I think everyone, all our listeners would agree with that. Absolutely. See, there's, there's, you, you, can, you can tell the older crowd, they want to hang on to things the way they were. They're fighting like to death to hang on to things and not let things change. Whereas the newer folks, the teenagers, the 20s and 30s, 30-year-olds, 30 they can't wait for change. They're mm -hmm. anxious for change. They see the need for change. And so there's these two groups that are very mm -hmm. separate from each other now. You know... A lot of people that I meet, I, I've seen, in, uh, well, at least in Australia, um, everyone I talk to, whether they're, no matter what age they are, what background, or what profession, or they, they all seem to be really, well, a lot of people are very despondent, but they're all, but they all recognize what's happening. There's no one that I've talked to when I say, you know, we've got a real problem happening. And yeah. No, they're all in agreement. And, and so. it's, it's interesting that, you know, certainly in our age, I think the past many, many decades, our society has been focused on developing mm. the individual, but I think there's a recognition now that, you know, with, with things falling through, like mm. you know, pollution and the concern of what we're doing to the planet, there's been a shift to working together collaboratively. Mm. So shifting uh, from individual to collaboration. We're all, so, we're all in the same boat and it's sort of like yeah. Noah's Ark. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I couldn't agree more. We are moving from a time of us or them, from, from me or you, to a, to a me and you. Mm. We're moving from a time of competition being the focus to cooperation being the focus. Mm. You know, Pisces created the individu individual. Man came out of the herd. We had all these great leaders over the last 2,000 years. Well, their time is over. Mm. Now it's time for the Maitreya, the world teacher, who is the leader of these masters and is here now waiting for the right time to come forward. He says, that this is the time for the average people on the planet to run the world. Their Aquarian energy supports group action. That's why people marching in the streets in America could save our healthcare program. It's because Aquarian energy supports people marching in the streets. It supports all group action. 
Benjamin Krem's master even went so far as to say that even the president of the United States will no longer be one person. It will be a panel oh. of wise people. Okay, that's interesting. I think I've heard that as well. And it would, it's overdue. <laughs> yes. yes. So you know, I, I'd like to focus uh, on Maitreya because I'm, I'm intrigued, I'm fascinated, I'm excited. Is, is he, she, the second coming? He is. He is in a physical body. You asked me that earlier and I told you I'd answer it. He's in a physical body, but here's the thing. The, the masters live in the mountains and deserts of the world. They're, they live where there's no noise pollution. There's no air pollution. They can be focused because they work 24 hours a day. They don't need to sleep or eat. You know, their consciousness, their pure consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and so what he did is he made his own body. It's a male body. It took him a few years to make it because he needs to be able to not sleep or eat. He needs to be able to appear and disappear at will. The masters travel by thought. That's how they travel. Um, now, he does have a spaceship that he travels in, um, but I don't want to get too far into UFO stuff here while we're so, talking so about So he might be an alien? <laughs> no, he's not. He's from Earth's evolution. He is a human from Earth. Mm -hmm. All of the masters now, there was a time when they weren't, but now Earth has been around long enough and humanity's been around long enough that all of the ascended masters or the masters of the wisdom are from our earthly humanity. So they're people like the great teachers, Confucius, Buddha, Krishna, Joan of Arc is one of the great masters, Mary, who was the mother of Jesus. And of course, Jesus. Jesus and Maitreya work together all the time, all the time, all the time. They're very, very close. And of course, the masters don't have any egos. So they, they don't care who you believe in or who you want to pray to or, or whatever. They don't care. They just want us to start living who we really are. Maitreya says that we have lost touch with who we really are, that that's the greatest tragedy of humanity right now, is that we've forgotten that we're not humans having spiritual experiences, we're spirits having a human experience. Mm. And we've forgotten that. We've forgotten that we're perfect. Our soul is perfect. And it's trying to express itself through our physical, mm. emotional, and mental being. And that's its job. And, and it's, it's a challenge for the soul to do this. And so he says we have forgotten who we are. And that's why we're not acting like who we are. So where is he located? And how can we receive communications from him? And when is he going to show himself to the world? Because with mass communication with the internet, he could make himself known to the whole world and really, really trigger a rise in the vibration of humanity by his very presence. Global transformation. Yeah. Well, what the masters have been doing forever is bombarding our planet with their energies, the energies of peace, the energies of equilibrium, the energies of healing. They've been doing this constantly, but a lot of the vibration is so high that it bounces off of humanity. So only a portion of it is being absorbed. That will change completely when the masters come forward because Maitreya is not coming alone. It went, there are 14 masters on the planet in physical bodies right now, and he's one of them. His base of operations, to answer your question, Lana, is in London. Maitreya's base of operations is in London, but he can appear in 30 places around the planet at once if he wants to. He's been appearing, and he and Jesus both have been appearing to people over the last three decades, but they don't appear as themselves. They appear as a, a small girl or a small boy 
a homeless man or woman, an African-American, an Asian, Caucasian. They can appear any way they want to. And they've been appearing to people, usually to give them hope or to give them an experience of the joy that's possible in life and so on. And then Benjamin Krem published as the editor for a magazine called Share International Magazine, which is published in about 40 countries around the world monthly. And it's not expensive. It's about 40 bucks for, for one year of sub, subscription. And there's no advertising because he didn't want to be beholden to anybody. He wanted mm -hmm. to be able to tell his truth as he knew it without any interference. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful magazine. And in there, Benjamin Krem answered letters. And if people thought they had an experience of one of the masters, they would write in and share their experience. And then Benjamin Krem would check with his master to see if it was, in fact, a master that they had an experience of. And if it was, he'd publish that letter. Well, I've had several letters published that I have seen both Maitreya and Jesus and many people around the world have. And as we get into it, I can tell you there's three ways usually that people know they've seen a master. But yes, they've been appearing, but not as themselves. Now, Maitreya did appear to a prayer meeting in Kenya, outside of Nairobi in Kenya. There's a Christian woman, Mary Akatsa, who did healings and preachings to over 6,000 people on the hillsides outside of Nairobi. And she was told she would have a guest. And she was talking all of a sudden out of thin air. Maitreya appeared right beside her. Six foot three, mustache, beard. He was dressed like they expect the Christ to be dressed. So they immediately recognized him as the Christ. They went, Jesus Christus, Jesus Christus. He spoke to them for about 17 minutes in perfect Swahili. And then he left just as he appeared. He disappeared. A whole bunch of people were healed that were near him. And that the editor of the Kenyan Times was there. And he took pictures, thank goodness. So the headline the next day in the Kenyan Times had a bunch of pictures of him and a big headline that said, did Jesus appear in Nairobi? They thought it was Jesus. It wasn't, in fact, it was Maitreya. But he comes to teach us. He's a teacher. He says, call me the world teacher or just teacher. He said, I don't want followers. I'm not here to start a religion. He says, if you're in a religion and it's working for you, great. If you're not in a religion, I come for you too. He said, I come for everybody. And so he's a teacher and he, he can't wave a magic wand to make everything okay because mm. it's not his mess. Karmically, it's our mess and we're the ones that have to clean it up. Mm. So he comes to make suggestions and to give us advice if we want to follow it or not. We have free will. We don't have to do it. So Dick, did I hear you say that you've actually seen him? Yes, several times, but not as, as the body we're going to see him in on television. He's going to appear to the world. You said, why isn't he on the internet? Actually, he, he will be eventually, I'm sure. But his first appearance is going to be on worldwide, hooked up by satellites, worldwide television and radio. And he says, that will be my day of declaration. That will be when I declare that I'm here and who I really am. So would you then say that even though he's not Christ, but he's connected to Christ consciousness, would that then be the second coming? Yes, it is. He actually is the Christ. And the Christians have a time with this. Now, I grew up Christian, so it took me a couple of years to figure this out. But I can tell you briefly how it works. The age-old way for the masters of wisdom to give their teachings to humanity is that they would send one of their very advanced disciples who agreed ahead of time to give out the master's teaching. And then the master would overshadow at, at some point in their adult life 
would overshadow the disciple. And that what that means is that master's consciousness was in the disciple's mind. And they would give their teachings through that disciple. So, for example, the Buddha agreed with Prince Gautama before he was born. Prince Gautama said, yes, I will do this for you, Master Buddha. And so Prince Gautama was overshadowed by the Buddha and gave out the Buddha's teachings. So he became known as Gautama Buddha. Jesus agreed to give out Maitreya's teachings which was a big sacrifice for Jesus because he could have given out great teachings on his own. He could have done wonderful healings on his own, but he didn't. He said, yes, I will do this for you. And so Jesus came and from the time of his baptism to the time of his crucifixion, those three years when he did his teaching, he was overshadowed by Maitreya. His consciousness was set aside and he allowed Maitreya's consciousness to come in and he gave out Maitreya's teachings. It's the teachings of the Christ. Maitreya is the Christ for our planet. It's, it's a position in a hierarchy. It's not anybody's last name. Jesus' last name wasn't Christ. They didn't have last names. They were known for the city. He was Jesus of Nazareth. That's right. But he gave out the Christ teachings, so he became known as Jesus the Christ. It's almost like a constant channeling, perhaps. Well channeling is that contact is made at the astral level the astral level is the same as emotional you can mm. they, they mean the same thing whereas telepathy and overshadowing is at the mental level and at the spiritual level the soul level More like so this was at the mental level all the way absolutely so it was completely different than regular channeling that mm. you would that you would be used to channeling isn't as accurate as as mental um, contact and so he gave out the teachings of the Christ and became known as the Christ now here's the thing so the Christ is returning this is the first time though that he has come himself Maitreya has come himself in the history of humanity it's the first time ever Jesus is back too the Christians don't even have to pay attention to Maitreya if they don't want to. Jesus is one of the 14 masters that's on the planet now. He's living outside of the Vatican in Rome. The Vatican knows he's here. They've been asked not to say anything because that would infringe humanity's free will. If the Pope said Jesus is here, most Catholics would believe him, and that's an infringement of their free will. So so they're can, keeping I, quiet. can I just clarify? So you just told us that, that Maitreya... Is, uh, it is his spirit that is overshadowing the new individual who is going to be spreading his teaching. No, he overshadowed Jesus, but oh, this oh, time... Now he's actually coming as himself. himself in his own body. Yep. Well, what, about, what about Jesus? If Jesus has reappeared, um, yes. are you, we're talking about a reincarnation of Jesus' no. spirit? Or? No, no, Jesus is in a body... It would be I'm sorry, I don't know. Body, right? I think it's like a 350-year-old body he's in. That doesn't look 350. Mm. But but he's in a physical body mm. as well. All the masters are in physical bodies. a different bodies. physical body than the one he was crucified in. Exactly. That's so right. So like a reincarnation then? It's different because he didn't come back, come into life the way we all do, where mm. the, the soul is attached to in the womb at about three to six months and then the person is born and then they then they grow he came as a fully developed man awesome. so okay. with, with, who, are the, who are the other individuals has buddha come again you know what we don't know the names of all of them no buddha will not be the buddha will not be one of them buddha and maitreya were the first two from the human earthly evolution to graduate mm. 
They're mm. brothers. They work together all the time, but they have different jobs. Buddha works with God. Right. He kind of brings God's message to the masters. He yeah. brings God's message to Maitreya. Then Maitreya divides. Each master has responsibilities. Um, My and understanding was a long time ago of the Buddha, like I told you. I got this message that Buddha had basically left the system. His spirit is still here. The Buddha spirit, the impression of Buddha on the world is still here, the Buddha spirit. But the Buddha soul would not be returning yeah, he will not be returning, but, he, but my information is he has not left the system. He's still doing earth service, but it's in a different category than Maitreya and the other masters. And so he and Maitreya are the eldest of the masters. They're the most advanced. Jesus is right there, right, a very, very high master. And so the other masters, we don't know their names. I can tell you some of the cities they're in. There's a master in London. There's a master in Rome. That's Jesus. London is Maitreya, the world teacher. There's a master in Geneva. There's a master in Darjeeling. There's a master in Moscow. There's a master in Tokyo. There's a master in New York. There's a master out here on the West Coast in the, in the San Bernardino Mountains. There's, I think, I'm, I think there's, there's a couple more masters. I hope we uh, get one in Australia. <laughs> well, I'm sure you will because there are 63 According to Benjamin Krem and the Ageless Wisdom, there are 63 masters that once they graduated from the planet agreed to stick around, mm -hmm. thank goodness, and inspire humanity from behind the scenes over the eons. There are 63 from Earth who, are, who chose the path of Earth service. Once you become a master, there's seven paths you can choose. One is the path to Sirius, which is very rapid spiritual growth. These 63 stuck around and my information is before this age is over, before the 2,000 years of Aquarius is over, there'll be 42 masters in physical bodies among us, wow. including the master that was Mary. Is this an unusual circumstance? Have we ever had so many masters on Earth at the same time? That is a great question. Thank you for asking it. The answer is yes. It had to do with the Atlantean civilization. When, you know, humanity is made up, most philosophies and religions agree, humanity is made up of four aspects, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And that's the order of evolution. First, we were animal man. Then we got emotions. That was the Atlantean civilization. They didn't have much of a brain. They were most, they had a brain, but they didn't, couldn't use it yet. They were mostly emotional, physical and emotional, but it was a, quite a civilization. Well, the masters came. 98,000 years ago, the masters came and decided to try and help the evolution of humanity by giving us science that we weren't capable of figuring out yet. They gave it to us. We got in, as we do when we get emotional, we got into a big fight with each other. We made weapons out of them, and we blew each other up. And that's how the... That's how the... That's how the continents fell into the ocean. The Atlantean civilization that's down there is real. But the masters went, whoa, that didn't work. Humanity's not ready. And they retreated back to the mountains and desert regions of the world until now. So this happened, but it's the first time in 98,000 years that we will have masters walking amongst us. There'll be one in every aspect of life giving, giving suggestions and advice. One in the sciences, one in government, one in healthcare, one for every major religion. Jesus will be for the Christian religion. He will be, there'll be no more popes. 
Jesus will take his rightful place on St. Peter's throne as the head of the Christian church worldwide. Um, and it'll be great because then people can ask him questions and say, what did you mean when you said this? Or did you really say this? They'll be able to, he'll be available. They, these guys, I'll tell you, when you talk to them, you think you were talking to your neighbor. There's, they're just, they know us so well because they were us. They were us. And that's, Jesus is going to sit in the Vatican? Because I, I, I would have thought that Jesus yeah. would be unhappy, unhappy about the Disappointed? Same. Yeah, yeah. His job, as I understand it, is to get the Christian church back on track, to get rid of the dogma, the man-made mm. belief systems, and mm. get it back to the pure spiritual teachings that it was intended to be. And so that's his job. It's a big job. Yeah. yeah. But it's also the biggest religion in the world. Christianity and the Roman Catholic faith, the, the biggest, largest religion. So that will be his job. Each, like I said, each master will have, there'll be one in the arts. There'll be one in, in every aspect of life and, and they'll be giving us suggestions. It's a great time to be alive, you guys. It's, Very exciting. It, it certainly sounds like it, I mean, it's wonderful hope to humanity mm. to, to have so many masters here now. Um, yes. And, and it sounds like it's gonna be a bit of a coordinated effort. Uh, I yes. know that a lot of people are commenting on how mm. our vibration seems to be raised all the time. At the same time, I guess that's a counterpoised with never before violence. So yes. I, I hope that the end result will be a, a, mm. a ri rising vibration yeah. of humanity. When, when do you think we might be able to see this um, manifest? You know, when, when will yeah. we become aware of these masters? Well, I've been doing radio interviews for a long time. And I used to say it will be within the next 10 years. Then I used to say it'll be within the next five years. And now I'm saying, now this is not official, but my best estimate is that within the next two years, we will see Maitreya's face on television. He will be addressing the world. His address will be telepathic. He won't speak. You'll see we, his face on TV, but his lips won't move. You'll hear his words in your head. Tell can we get him on Universal Solo? <laughs> We'd love to get an interview. I'm sure he will. I, I can't see why he wouldn't. He'll be interviewing. He, right now, he's doing interviews, but he's doing interviews as an ordinary man. Sure. Here's, here's the process he's going through. He did a, a couple network interviews in the U.S. I haven't seen them. I don't know what networks they were on, but he's doing it as an ordinary man. I don't know what names he's using, but... And some of them he's on as part of a panel talking about the world's problems and what the world needs to dig its way out of this mess. He's done interviews in the U.S., Mexico, South America, Russia. He's done over 40 interviews in Russia. He's, done, he's, he's doing these interviews. He's done over 200 now in different countries around the world. And finally, here's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for the media to finally, representing humanity, to finally say, wait a minute. You know too much to be an ordinary person. Who are you really? Who are you really? And then he can come forward without infringing our free will because humanity has asked him to declare himself. And then he will have his day of declaration. And I'm saying I think that'll be within the next two years. Even next you're year. saying that, that, that we actually have to say that we realize it's him before he can reveal himself. No, we just need to ask him if it is him. Oh, okay. All right. Well, or that's who he is, or just even ask him who he is. Okay. You know, just say, wait a minute. Tell us about your own experience when you met him. Did you recognize him? Well, it's interesting. There are three ways you recognize a master, typically. 
One is there's something in the eyes, and it's been described in many different ways, deep eyes, um, loving eyes, eyes that look right through you. That's what, that was my experience. Um, there's something in the eyes, number one. Number two, there's no reason for this, but all of a sudden you feel full of joy. You're so happy. You just can't, you haven't been this happy in years, and there's no reason why you should be that happy. And that happened to me too, and I'll tell you about wow. that. And, and the third one is, it's an ordinary experience. You see somebody, you may even talk to them, but you can't get it out of your mind. It keeps coming back and coming back and coming back and coming back. That was probably a master. So I'm telling this so your listeners will be able to know if they've seen a master because for the last 30 years, they've been appearing around the world with great frequency to all kinds of people. Now, I saw I was going to uh, grad school in LA at a university and I was done with class and I was walking across campus on the sidewalk and two boys were coming towards me and I was kind of looking down at the last minute I looked up and right behind them, her head was right between their, their heads, right behind them was a young woman, looked to be in her early 20s, um, shoulder length brown hair and she looked at me just for like a second and gave me a real little smile, kind of like a Mona Lisa smile. And Oh, my heart just leaped for joy. I was just so happy. I, I just felt like my feet wouldn't even touch the ground as I went to. My first thought was, boy, I could wish I could make people feel that good with a smile like mm. she did. Well, I couldn't get her out of my mind. So I finally wrote to Benjamin Krem. He published my letter in Share International and said the little, the young girl was my trail. Mm -hmm. I was driving home from transmission meditation one night and I stopped. It was just about sunset. I stopped at a red light and I looked over at the bus bench and there was a homeless guy on the bus bench. He was all slouched down in a filthy tan trench coat, not a bad, bad long beard and mustache. And he just looked filthy and he, his chin was down on his chest, but he looked up at me through the top of his eyes. And I, just as I looked over at him, he did that. And my very first thought, I can't explain it. It wasn't a thought process, it just came to me. My very first thought was, that guy is looking right through me. And then the light turned green and I drove home. Well, I couldn't get him out of my mind. So I finally wrote to Benjamin Krem. That was Jesus, the master mm -hmm. Jesus on the, on the bus bench. I saw Jesus in a grocery store. Um, he had sandals on when it was raining. And I thought that was odd. And then the second time I looked at him, his, his sandals were just glowing white. And, and I thought, whoa, that's really strange. And then I went on shopping. And I wrote to Benjamin Krem, and that was the Master Jesus. Um, so they will appear to people. Sometimes they appear. I had Jesus appear to me as a as a nine year old girl. Yeah, and she she knew a lot. <laughs> Let me put it that way. So I realized right away. I had my Treya appear to me. I was doing a Share International booth at an event where we give out information about this great event that's coming and and about the teachers that are going to be here to help humanity. And uh, this young black guy came up. And he looked to be in his maybe early 30s. And we started talking about the environment. And I said, and he was saying, you know, it's almost over. It's almost over. It's almost too late. Mm. And I said, no, it's not too late. We can take action and we yeah. can change it. And he said, well, you can, but I can't because I'm the observer. And I went, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him a little bit later, a little bit longer. Then he left. Then I finally wrote to Benjamin Krem, and it turned out he was my tryout. 
So they appear and sometimes they talk and sometimes they don't, mm -hmm. but they've been appearing. So yeah, it's very, it's, you can't miss it when it happens. So I, I have a number of burning questions because you, you did say that Maitreya had this time molded a body for himself and that yes. he was male. But you're now also saying that there are appearances both of Maitreya and Jesus in different forms. So does that mean that this body can take on different forms and is well, ever changing? Well, they can appear any way they want to. They, they create what's called, what Benjamin Cram called a thought form. A thought form. A thought form. You see them, but sometimes other people don't. That's happened. Where somebody will see them and they'll say, do you see that guy in that? And they'll say, no, there was nobody there. So yeah, they create a thought form, but the thought form is so convincing, you can even shake their hand mm -hmm. and talk to them and have a conversation with them, but it's just a thought form. See, the masters have mastered all of the science mm -hmm. of planet Earth. They mentalism. Control, yeah, they control it. So mm -hmm. they can appear and disappear at will in any shape they want to, but they do have solid physical bodies, the ones that are on the planet now, do have solid physical bodies and they will be in those once see the masters aren't going to come forward until Maitreya does he'll be the first one and then what he'll do later on is he'll have Jesus come on television with him he'll introduce the master Jesus to the world he'll say this is my great brother and and friend the master Jesus Jesus will say this is my great brother and friend Maitreya the world teacher and then they're going to travel the world they're going to be speaking in stadiums in every country of the world they're going to travel before before they get into it. His first four priorities, just to give you a sense that he doesn't come to start a religion, his first four priorities are food for everybody, housing for everybody, healthcare for everybody, and education for everybody. Not education for a job, education along the lines of your interest, whatever it is. Those are as human rights. Mm -hmm. Those are the first things that his, those are his first priorities. And, and so do you have any understanding of how those goals will come into being. Do you foresee the masters getting into politics? Because that, oh, to me, would be a crucial way of influencing the world. I mean, yeah. people all around the world want the best for themselves. And I think there are many people out there who had their heart is in mm -hmm. the right place, but we are overrun by very corrupt politicians. So I would, I would argue that appearing in multiple um, media outlets would be reasonable, but Actually, if we could have the world, if we could have these teachers infiltrating politics, that might be a more strategic way of helping you. They wouldn't call it politics. They would call it government. Leadership. And, and that's exact. Well, not even leadership because it's group. Remember, there's not individuals anymore. Mm, their time, their yeah. time is done. They don't know it, but their time we're is we're done. We're all leaders. Yeah. I mean, we're all and, leaders. So they're going, yes, they're going to give us suggestions about how to set up a government that works for everybody. And then we'll either follow those suggestions or we won't. Some mm. people will, you know, when some people see Maitreya, they're going to say, Antichrist, Antichrist, look out, don't listen to him. <laughs> and well, then there'll be a lot of people, but, but a lot of people will say, this guy makes sense. And that's I the funniest thing him. that you've said, because I know, you know, Jesus said, when I return, they will not know me. And I think it's, you know, I was brought up Christian as well. And in fact, I, I love a lot of the, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I like a lot of the Christian values and teachings and I consider myself to be a Christian mystic. Mysticism is really what we're talking about. And, you know, it's almost like non-belief because so many religions and philosophies have the same 
common principles and totally. values and beliefs, and they're all, you know, across the board, you know, the golden rule and et cetera. So the golden rule um, is in every major religion. You're yeah, absolutely right. I think that uh, I, I said, paradoxically, I wrote an article many years ago and I said, you know, uh, Jesus or whatever master we're talking about is probably going to show up, particularly Jesus in this case, is probably going to show up as a, as a metaphysical master and the Christians are just going to miss it all together because they're looking for the biblical version of uh, Jesus Christ. And it's yeah, so paradoxical. Right. Well, they're looking for somebody to come with trumpets blaring, yes. to come down out of the clouds, which Maitreya did. He flew from Pakistan to London to fulfill the prophecy that he would come out of the clouds. Now, they didn't know about airplanes. They didn't know about airplanes back then, but he did fulfill that. He filled, he's fulfilling the prophecy of every major religion that's looking for it, its great teacher. The Buddhists are looking for the next Buddha. They've got the name right, Maitreya Buddha. The Hindus are looking for Krishna to come. The Jews are looking for the Messiah. The Christians are looking for Jesus Christ to return, mm. and so on. The, the Muslims are looking for the Imam Mahdi to come. Now, because of mass communication, one teacher can come and fulfill all of those prophecies, mm. and that's what he's doing. He's coming way sooner than people accepted. He said, stay awake, don't sleep, because mm. I come when you think not. And he's done exactly that. He came in 1977. He came down into Pakistan to test run his body, make sure that, because he, being, being the Christ, he embodies the love of God. And he had to make sure he could shake your hand and not zap you to death. You know, so he test, he test ran his body for about a week in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Then he flew to London and began his work towards coming forward to humanity. He's got to pick the right time mm -hmm. when, mo when he will have the attention of most people. And he says it will probably be when the stock market collapses. Ah, now, just want to interject right there. Most burning question, as I travel throughout Australia and we've been to South Africa, like I I saw a 17-year-old uh, boy, teenager, at a grocery store last week, and you know, I was saying, "Oh, I should get these uh, reusable bags," and you know, environment, climate change. And he said, "I think we're past the tipping point already." And this is what I've seen, and so many people that I talk to—they're despondent, in despair, without hope. Not everyone, but you, you know, what do you have to say about um, climate change and the apocalypse? Yeah. Just to come right yeah. out with it. I mean, are yeah. we looking at the end of times or evidently not, how, do, how are they going to handle this, the masters? Um, what's okay. happening, stock market crashes, uh, global yeah. economic you you, know, You've crisis. asked a lot of questions. Um, sure. let's, let's do the apocalypse first. Okay, um, we'll start right with a big bang. <laughs> yeah, the ageless wisdom says that each planet has seven rounds of life, each planet in our solar system. And that a round is millions of years planet earth is in the middle of the fourth round so there are millions and millions of years of life left on planet earth we have to graduate the bulk of humanity to masters that's where we're all going that's one of the reasons jesus was our savior was because when he rose from the dead and ascended he showed us what we're all going to do we're all going to become masters mm. and we're going to learn all the lessons of this planet so so actually there will be a small group of humanity that won't evolve on time but the bulk of it will. But there's, there's millions of years left on this planet. So no, it's not the end of the world. But the apocalypse? Yes. You know, I used to teach adult Bible study. And the book of Revelation is one of the most difficult mm. books to understand in the whole Bible. Sure. But there, it's really about, my understanding of it is, there's really about three events. 
One event was the apocalypse that happened with Nero. Nero persecuted millions of Christians, hundreds of thousands of Christians, and, and all kinds of people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's an old saying, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Nero single-handedly destroyed this great Roman Empire and paved the way for Christendom. In St. John's book of Revelation, it says the beast 666. And if you look in a good study Bible at the footnote, I have two completely different study Bibles. Footnotes the same. It says numerology was big back then. Every letter stood for a number. And it says 666 are the total numbers in the name Caesar Nero. Nero was the beast 666. Then the next event in the book of Revelation is what's happening now. The change from Pisces to Aquarius with all these apocalypses. Look at all the earthquakes. Look at the hurricanes. Look at the tornadoes. Look at the cyclones. Look at the climate change. All of this stuff is, it was all in the book of Revelation. It's all, it's all right there. All the fires. I mean, in mm. Southern California, you know about that. One of your radio stations burned down. Yes, um, yeah. So, so that's all happening right now and waiting for the teacher to come forward. By the, name, by the way, Christians who are listening will know the name Melchizedek because it's in the Bible, yep. especially in the book of Revelation. Melchizedek is Maitreya. That's who they're referring to when they wrote that. So that's what's happening now. The apocalypse at the end of the world is a long, long, long time away. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Christ is not going to come and wave a hand over a desolate world. What purpose does that serve? Mm -hmm. He comes to teach us, to get us back on track, and to help us clean up the mess we've made of this world, especially pollution-wise. Um, my understanding from Benjamin Krem's master is that 80% of the global warming is because of man's pollution and man's behavior. 20% is a natural event. So the, the reason that 20% is a natural event is because with 20% more global warming, they'll be able to grow crops in places around the world where they haven't been able to grow them ever. And that will help feed the world. So the 20% was planned. The other 80% that we're experiencing was not. We did that. You know, we have free will. The masters can't make us do anything. They would never do that. They can't tell us or order us to do anything. They would never do that. So our free will has led us down the wrong path. And Maitreya is going to show us where we lost our way. On the day of declaration, you'll see this image in your mind. You'll picture it. He'll show us where we lost our way. And then he'll show us this brilliant, glorious, wonderful future that humanity has ahead of us. And he'll do that to inspire us to take action. One of God's great laws is the law of equilibrium and what mm. balance. And what yep. that says is that however bad it's been, that's how good it's going to get. And it's true. This yeah. People alive right now are going to see changes in, in this world. They can't even imagine. That, that's how wonderful it's going to get. Very it quickly. certainly does sound wonderful. Yep. Look, a, a question I have for you, Dick, um, a question that many people that might be listening who may be from a Christian background, they might pose the question, how can we tell whether whoever appears is an antichrist or not? Will there be an antichrist? Or is that a load of bullets? The Antichrist for our time has come and gone. Oh, really? It is, it is not a person. It's an energy released to break down the old order and mm. pave the way for the new. Okay. It was released through Nero to break down the Roman Empire and pave the way for Christendom. It was released in our time, well, right before our time, but before our time, 
through, if everybody thinks about it, they'll know, is Hitler. He did everything that St. John's Book of Revelation says the Antichrist is going to do. He was incredibly evil. He persecuted and killed millions of people. And he fooled people for a couple decades into thinking he was going to create this perfect world, this perfect Aryan race. He was defeated by the Allied powers. He, Mussolini, and a couple Japanese generals, the Antichrist energy was released through them to break down the old order and pave the way for Maitreya, the world teacher. Um. But... The masters couldn't predict the Cold War. They thought after World War II, it would be perfect. It wasn't, because we went immediately into the Cold War. And that's what's kept Maitreya from coming forward all this time. So now the Cold War is finally dying out to a great, great extent, thanks in large part to Gorbachev, who broke up the Soviet Union. Um, he did that at the suggestion of Maitreya, by the way. Gorbachev is a very, very evolved human being, very advanced. He, he was asked to do that. He was asked to break up the Soviet Union, and he did it. He did it. Um, so that was one of the miracles that Maitreya performed. Another one was getting Nelson Mandela out of prison. Nelson Mandela said that God told him in his sleep, write a letter to the head of the to the president of South Africa. And Nelson Mandela, when he woke up, he laughed because he can't even get the attention of the head of the prison. But he wrote the letter anyway. And when de Klerk, the president of South Africa, got the letter, he said, God told me to set Nelson Mandela free. Now, he had been in prison for 28 years. Uh -huh. Some people even forgot he was alive. Well, it wasn't God appearing to Nelson Mandela, and it wasn't God appearing to de Klerk. It was Maitreya. They thought it was God. So that's another miracle that he has done. There, there have been a lot of miracles the masters have, have pulled off. Of course, what well, all these masters really are, I mean, we are all one, really, and all these masters are representing the God energy, mm, right? Mm. That's the point. Yeah. We are that's, one. And yeah. they come to teach us that, to yeah. remind us mm -hmm. that, and to help us wrap our brain around that so that we can experience it. There's, it's one thing to know it, and it's another thing to act on mm. it. Yes, they want us to act on it. Mm. Positive action, not just positive yeah. thought. We, we are a family. Mm. There's no reason with a 14% per capita surplus of food that as we speak, every seven and a half seconds, somebody dies of starvation mm. or a starvation-related illness, mostly children and babies in this world. Maitreya says it is a blasphemy that we have this surplus of food, it's sitting in storage houses until we get the right price for it. And if we don't get the right price, it rots. It's not being distributed. That's one of the first things. Benjamin Krems master said within two years of Maitreya coming forward, the food will be distributed because the plans are already drawn up. There are people doing this. They don't know they're doing it at the master's request, but they are. There's plans for distribution. He said within two years, there'll be nobody else dying of starvation on this planet. That'll happen fast. Well, that's wow. certainly wonderful good news. Um, we're talking Dick, to Dick Larson, who's a, a volunteer with Share International. Mm. Um, it's wonderful news that, yeah. that we come into an age where there will be so many masters, including the Treas. Yeah, and I'm so, sure uh, most of our listeners and, and many of the guests that we've had on our show um, would certainly agree with most of what you've said, I think, because it's, um, it's almost, it seems to be common knowledge. Um, a lot of what you're saying you know, I've heard over and over on this show with our guests and with uh, people that we interact with on a daily basis. So, yeah. yeah it, it didn't used to be. Over 40 For years, sure. it's become. I didn't answer your question, how will they know it's Maitreya? 
Number one, they'll see his face on TV, but his lips won't move. They'll hear his words in their head in whatever their native language is. Okay. Be, even workers in the field will hear his words. If they're over the age of 14, will hear his words in their head. The second way they'll know it's him is that while he's speaking for 25, 35, 45 minutes, nobody knows, they will feel the love of God in their heart like they have never felt it before. Trust the love of God if you're afraid of the Antichrist, because the Antichrist can't do that. And the third way they'll know it's him is that when he's done speaking, there'll be press reports from around the world that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people were instantaneously, miraculously cured. Wow. And in those three ways, you'll know that this is the word teacher, and then we have free will. We can either follow his suggestions or not. Oh, that's certainly wonderful okay. news to look forward Could I give out the website? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Go. Yeah. The website, if people would like more information, is www.share, S-H-A-R-E, I-N-T-L, no dash, no underline, just S-H-A-R-E, I-N-T-L, dot org, not dot com, dot org. It's a website that's loaded with pictures of miracles and audio of Benjamin Cram and all oh, the whole background on the masters, and it's, it's, it's a great website. Yeah, I'm so glad I finally got to... Um touch on Benjamin Crumb. I've been actually waiting for this. Oh, good. <laughs> I was really intrigued, you know, at least seven or eight years ago when I first saw his name on, I think, on Wikipedia and started reading up on the, uh, the work that he was doing. Very exciting. Very, thank, thank you so much for coming on our show and doing a guest interview with really us. Really interesting talking to you. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So this is De Detective David Love. And Dr. Lana Love from Universal Soul Love Radio. All the best. Thanks Have for listening. Week. Bye for now. <laughs>